I actively talk people into either taking time off of school or dropping out. It's even like one like, of his favorite not... things to say when he comes home. Oh, I tried to talk somebody out of drop or talk, tried to talk somebody into dropping out of school today. It was yeah. great. Yeah. I, uh, I, geez. I love those conversations because there are a lot of times when students will come to me and these like, I don't really want to like, I feel like I need to like either take a break or I need, just need to be out of school. And I'm like, do it. They're like, wait, what? You're not going to like try to talk me out of it. I'm like, why would I? you're not a capitalist yeah exactly because i'm not a capitalist and so like my my mindset is i would rather you take care of your mental health and your physical health than struggle in school and not feel good about yourself you know but like you said because we were talking about mental health and stuff like that and then i've seen a lot of my friends that have gone to school who have massive Massive student debt. Oh yeah, they hey. forgot about. Hey, yeah. hi, hello, us. Yeah. Whatever yours is. Mine is way more than Katie's. Yeah. Hey, but like, <laughs> I freak out. Right I now. freak out about my bills and like what my credit card bill looks like right now, yeah. and I can't imagine having that much student debt and be like, mm-hmm. oh hey, I didn't get a job in the field I want, or like the mm-hmm. the the field I went into, I make shit money, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh that's terrifying. I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. So it. And of course, it's fitting. Like, hey, take some time off. Mm-hmm. It might be good for your health, and it might be good for your pocket. Oh yeah, I mean, I, uh, there's a student that I, I uh, over the summer I just talked into taking the fall off, and then she got into uh, eventually doing like realty work, and she's like, now I'm just straight up dropping out because I'm gonna make money, and that matters more to me right now than finishing a degree. And I'm like, fine, please do that. And it's funny too because being like the like, couple times I've gone back to college. Um, a couple years ago, I was that person. I was like 28 and mm-hmm. all the kids were 18 and they were all like, you know what life is like. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I don't, but I will help you with the fields <laughs> you know that. a little more about what life yeah. is. Yeah. Like, I'm aware of how life will fuck you. So <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, let me help you with that rubber so you can get some protection. <laughs> That's my job. Don't do my job. Hey, I try to preach safe sex as well. To, Good. To, in your in your name, in, in your honor. Oh. conversation because it is with one of my good friends Chris Rosanina from here in Massachusetts he's from New Bedford Mass just above uh, uh, Rhode Island for those of you who are not in the area Chris is one of my favorite people because he's just so loving and so kind and so sweet and the work that he does is uh, truly admirable truly um, uh, incredible and you get to hear everything that he does in his job uh, working with adults with intellectual disabilities throughout this entire episode. Katie even joins us for the episode. And it's a fun episode because we're just kind of sitting on my couch here in Quincy, Mass, just chatting about life. It's one of the more loose podcast episodes that we've done so far. We actually recorded it a few weeks ago. We actually recorded it during 
uh, WWE's Royal Rumble. So that was a few weeks ago. But I'm sharing it now so you can hear this conversation. And yeah, I want to also thank folks that uh, tuned in to the conversation with Michi Tassi. A lot of folks uh, really let me know that they absolutely loved hearing from Michi's perspective as a music uh, therapist. And it was really cool to hear from folks that I had never heard from before, didn't even know, listen to the podcast. So that was really sweet. Uh, I hope that you also find this episode as fascinating, if not more fascinating. It is a really cool chat, uh, all things considered. And yeah, today I'm also bringing you tunes from the band Motel Arts. I actually just played a gig with this band over the weekend. They played a uh, they played a set for my nonprofit festival over the weekend, a festival that was benefiting the art of survival. It was called Hell Yes Fest. Hell yes! Enthusiastic consent is mandatory. They played during the set. They're really good post-hardcore outfit here in Massachusetts. I'm really glad I got to see them play. Really glad they could play. And glad they let me play some tunes from their new EP, Continental Breakfast. It's a good uh, set of five songs, and I hope you all enjoy the what you hear from them today. And yeah, I'm not going to dilly-dally too much more. Just that if you want to continue... Uh, Getting updates on what we do here, follow us at EduPunksPod on Instagram and Twitter. And, hey, you know, uh, tell your friends. Share it, rate, review it in the iTunes app. Uh, Follow us in the Google Play Store. Whatever you got to do to listen to the podcast and let other people know what we're doing. Anything helps, and I really appreciate it. All right, let's get to this conversation with Chris Rosanina. So, hey, Chris. Hey, Craig. How you doing? Chilling. Just hanging out? Yeah. Full disclosure, as this podcast starts, uh, WWE's uh, Royal Rumble is on our TV, because that's going to happen. This is a pre-show, so we might get distracted a little bit. But I'm chatting with my buddy Chris Rosanina from New Bedford, Mass., right? NBMA, kid. NBMA, and you've even got it tattooed on you. You looked at it immediately when we started. No, I really didn't need to. <laughs> you, you looked at it immediately. <laughs> didn't realize it was so subconscious. You're, you're, proud, you're proud of your roots. It's I okay. I have an Oregon tattoo on me. Exactly. I think I, yeah, just one. Yeah, just the one. Just the state of Oregon. That's all I okay, have on I, me. I would say, I think I've seen, yeah. I actually really like yours. It's got the, so the tree and the mountains and the sky. That's what our license plates look like. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen our yeah, license plates. It sucks. I actually really like Katie's. Katie's got the uh, area codes. Katie's also with us. Uh, What's up? Working on their dream journal or whatever you were working on. What was it? Your dream journal? Bullet journal. Burl- bullet journal. Bullet dream club. Journal. Bullet club. Wrestling. Yes. What's well, good? Uh, well, it's actually fitting that we're watching wrestling yeah, well, while Katie's, doing this. Well, yeah. Because I, big reason why I got my job was that I actually enjoy wrestling. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Chris has a very uh, unique, specific, wonderful job that we're going to get into in a little bit. I'm going to have him explain a little bit about what he does. Um, but can you like tell folks what your actual work is, what you do, who yeah. you are? Can you I, get in uh, a little bit stuff? My official title is direct support staff slash... 
um, personal care assistant. Okay. So I work with people that have um, intellectual disabilities. Um, Which is you said ID. Yes, I'll uh, I'll be using the term ID a lot. Okay. But um, yeah, I support them in their everyday life, um, be it in their home, in their community, um, friend building, um, just trying to expand their horizons. Hmm. So. You, you and I have talked a little bit about um, the work that you've done in the past and how it's kind of like helping folks with uh, ID yeah. feel like they're part of society. Because they are. Yeah. They are. And they just kind of get shunned. And we have these conversations about people of color, women and stuff like that. And the conversation about people with ID doesn't come up nearly as much mm-hmm. where they're also discriminated at at a very high rate as well. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, a couple of years ago, like it was a huge deal with the R word. Yeah. It's making sure we don't say the R word. And like, that was like the first time I think folks actually started thinking about it. Yeah. Even. No, um, I actually, we recently had a meeting at my job and the big discussion we had was, um, sexual assault on people with ID. Oh, it happens at a, a, a 7% higher rate and it doesn't get talked about very often because, a lot of the people that are getting assaulted are nonverbal. Mm-hmm. They might tell stories here and there, stuff oh, like that. Oh, boy. So they're just like, oh, no, that person helped was helping you. They did not assault you. Where, yeah, it's it happens at a, a 7% higher rate, and it's not even being discussed about. NPR did a radio series recently yeah. where they did like six episodes, and they discussed it. And that was the basis of our discussion at work. Dang. Yeah, yeah. at Leslie, we have the Threshold program. I don't know if we've talked about this at all, actually. No, no, we have not. But it's like an entire separate program for adults with special needs. And um, for our orientation, like um, in my office, our orientation program, we do um, a section of our orientation that touches on sexual assault. And... Um, our director of the Threshold program asked us to do something for them, but then we had to, like, customize it because of the differences in, like, the way that uh, sexual assault is discussed with people who have ID. Like, it's just a totally different um, world, I guess. It, It was super interesting to have that conversation. Being in the field and, like, I talk about sexuality with my friends a lot, Sexuality and like just like sexual awareness in the ID community is very, very not talked about for everything. It's just like almost like kind of like, oh, you have a girlfriend, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Rather than be like, okay, like, it's kind of patronized. It, it is very patronized, yeah. and um, and we want people to have relationships. The unpaid relationships is like pretty much my main goal. My main goal at work pretty much is to not have a job. <laughs> I mean, honestly, when you think about it, a lot of like jobs that we like folks in education do is to put ourselves out of business. We want people to be educated yeah. so that they're doing other. I want people to be in good, well, like good, well, mental health and whatever. Then ultimately, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, like, yeah same here. I'm just like I want people like. I get to do really cool things like go to the Celtics and wrestling. Go to wrestling a lot. And um, can you go to Monster Trucks once? I did go to Monster yeah. Trucks once. <laughs> That's uh, so sick. Yeah. 
I always wanted to go to monster trucks growing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was interesting because like I was like oh cool monster trucks, but then like the demographic of monster trucks are just like yeah. a bunch of like. <laughs> I can't uh, imagine it's very different from the demographic of people at wrestling shows. Or at Tool concerts. <laughs> you know, maybe because I go to like a lot of like the small scale like indie wrestlers. The indie show is totally different. And it's just like all like... Talking the, like WWE yeah. shows. I remember I went to SmackDown earlier this year and Jinder Mahal came out and under a crowd of boos. And I'm like, you're booing him because he's Indian. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to boo him because <laughs> he's of a different ethnicity than I am. Like, yeah. They're not booing him because he's a great heel right now. Yeah. They're booing him because he's an Indian. Like, that's exactly what they're booing him that for. Is, to be fair, yeah. the company booked him that way, though. I know. That's pretty fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm booing him because he became WWE champion for no reason other than <laughs> we need an Indian champion. Well... He put time in. He did. He did the work, man. Yeah. He looked, I mean... I'm totally okay with the work he did. Yeah. It's more the the work that WWE didn't do. That's fair. By, like, like building up a champion rather than just, like, oh, hey... Making him a champion, yeah. yeah. They've done that way too many times over the year. I mean, Jack Swagger. I try to tell people, like, when people call them, like, kids or, like, he was a childlike thing, mm. it was just like, no. Yeah. These are grown men. They're grown men. Like... Some of them are older than you, right? Um, a good chunk of the people I support are older than me. Yeah. I've only recently started getting people younger than me. Okay. Which I'm really enjoying because being in the field, you start, you see the divide that happens. Yeah. And the divide starts really happening after they leave, like, school. Hmm. Because then they get pretty much placed into a separate community where in um, education, they at least are somewhat intertwined mm-hmm. with the the community of their age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, at least so-and-so goes to school and sees people of 14 to 18. Yeah. Where, like, now my... Somebody who's 30 is associating regularly with somebody that's in their 60s. Hmm. That's an interesting thing about the threshold program at Leslie, too, because it gives... Like, folks in a higher age range than high school, mm-hmm. that opportunity. And they have, um, there's, like, two years that they're actually in school. And then there's two years where they're getting support, like, after that. And then there's another, I think, two years that they do something else um, that they stay connected for that whole time. Um, and they they just love it. But it's they're definitely, like, fully, like uh, They're fully members of, like, the Leslie community. Oh, everybody like, freaking loves them. And, they're yeah, great. That's, that's what I remember um, right yeah. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. And... Oh my gosh, we did it. We had this event on Friday where we got these big like sumo suits. <laughs> and oh my god, the yeah, it was basically like the kids who would normally hang out in the um the student center and then like everyone from the threshold program that just loved it. And I was yeah. like, "Good." I, oh my god, it's so like I I don't know if you've ever seen these sumo suits before. This is a yeah. tangent, but they are yeah. so funny, especially when it's very short people. In yes, them. yes. But, <laughs> but how you said they got very excited because yeah. they, it's the inclusion. Exactly. They're getting so that uh, the inclusion doesn't happen as often. So when they actually get included with something, they're super excited about it. Um, like last year in WrestleMania, I brought one of the people I support here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Craig, he He's was, great. like, super pumped about it. Oh, man, he was hyped. Like, he was. Like, he was, like, Craig and Craig were both 
equally as excited about the Hardy's return. <laughs> yeah, like, it was so great. And they loved it. Although my Craig just took his shirt off. I took my shirt thing. off. I was I so I was way too into it. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I actually found that snap the other day. And I'm like, oh my god, yes. it was so weird. Why did you, I don't know why you did that? I was just it was the moment. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it's it was so great to have Craig around because like he was just one of the folks hanging out. Yeah. So is there like. So this is where I was going, talking about, like, the the way that the students in our threshold program, like, they come from families that are lucky enough to have money to keep them in school. So, like, there's somebody who's, like, the son of someone who owns the Celtics or something. Yeah, like, right. they're, like, people who have money. And I imagine there are plenty of people who don't have the money, and then they're just, like, stuck. Yeah. Like, I bet they can't even get, like, folks like you. Yeah, no. Um... When I applied for my job, they were like, wait, you're in your 20s. You like to do things like you want to help people. Like, mm-hmm. they were just like blown away that I wanted to do that. That mm-hmm. they like streamlined me for certain like trainings. Um, me and Craig went to New York last summer mm-hmm. in like June, mm-hmm. and my dumbass forgot how to schedule things. <laughs> and I had a week long training. Right after we got back. So That's we, right. We drove back from New York. Um, got home at like five or six. And I had to be somewhere at eight. That was oh, an hour drive God. from my house. So And I got to sleep <laughs> oh, like no. an hour. And then... Which like you... You drove us back because I got sick while we were there. Yes. And so you didn't even get to rest on the way home. I, oh. No, because the last hour you drove because that's right. There was a point when I was driving that my eyes just went black. And yeah, I'm just like I can't drive anymore because I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And I think I was feeling a little bit better. I mostly just needed the nap. Yeah. And then Courtney, who was with who was with us, I don't think she could. I don't think she even had a license. No, I, I think she did because does, does Courtney Russo have a license? I don't know. Courtney Why Russo, know if you're listening to this, tweet at me. Yeah. That if you have a license or not, <laughs> I know you don't listen, but I want you to. Maybe I'll tweet at you yeah. just so you know that you got a shout out about 12 minutes into this talk. Yes. <laughs> you can listen to this because you actually know about the New York trip. You know about the New York trip. You know how I was laying on the fl- on the concrete during Thursday's performance. <laughs> and for the rest of us, this is all context that we're like, I don't know what they're talking about. Courtney Russo is one of Katie's former students at Leslie University, so there is a connection here. Yes. All of this is connected to this I know, this but I don't know any of like the details of your New York trip. Anyway. That's fine. It was just a long day. So you had a week-long training. <laughs> yes, so on the first day, and then uh, this training was interesting, where we went to... Uh, overlook other places human services hmm. under like they didn't really know why we're there hmm. so and we were just like an educational thing where we hmm. were just like it's uh it's part of a bigger training called srv um which for the life of me i can't think of what she said for right now because <laughs> that's fine um i thought it was stood for social role valorization okay but it doesn't i heard the actual like what srv stands for the other day and i'm like that's not that. <laughs> um, but I did the second half called passing, where you go to things and you learn some of the things that you learn. Um, you get to utilize some of the things you learned in passing about um, just like role, um, social roles, and how people that I support 
are just being devalued. Hmm. So you see where the devaluation is and how it's being utilized in like in real life and in the services that um, companies like I work for provide. Hmm. Interesting. What sort of training were you given before even taking on a role like this? Because I remember when you um, were looking into getting this sort of job, you were like, I, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do whatever it takes to do this kind of work. Um, what did that look like for you? Really not too much. I did some like basic like CPR, um, medical training, like um, not even medical training, it's um, MAP. So it's like medical protocol of like passing out medications and stuff like that, make okay. sure I'm doing that all properly. Um, I did a couple like more like social trainings that the state doesn't regulate. It's more of the company I work for regulates. Um, really, it was just, they were, I thought I was going to need more experience, but yeah. they were like, no, you actually go out and do things. Yeah. Like when I told them, they were like, I was like, they asked me a random question. I was like, how much TV do you watch? And I was like, very rare to none. Mm-hmm. And they were like, that's awesome. Okay. We want people to actually go out and do things. With them. Yeah. And, um, one of the things I think it was like, you start finding out their interests. So a couple of years ago, I decided, I'm like, I know I'm tired of taking pictures on my phone. I was starting to look at getting a camera Yeah. and I got my job and I got a camera because a couple of guys I support like take pictures. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to, um, do things with them, I almost like address the pot. If I'm going to go out, take pictures with a couple of the people I support, they're wearing a cam- they're using a camera and I'm using my phone. There's a divide. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, that guy clearly works for them. Mm. So I got a camera. Yeah. And as anybody that's listening to this that actually knows me, mm-hmm. I actually do my camera stuff like quite often I now. It's with you literally twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. It's in the car. I was actually upset that I didn't take it to the record shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've taken pictures of us in this living room, uh, yeah. in our spare room. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. No, and do you do you find that you've kind of fallen for a photo because you do like film? Yeah, no, I. Uh, it's held me because I've always been into music and, and kind of like into the scene, mm-hmm. but um, I'm really bad at guitar. So it was like <laughs> I was never like oh like oh I really want to start a band. It was like oh no I can't like <laughs> I I don't like I understand music but I just have clunky fingers. And, uh, now I get to actually, like, take pictures of bands and, like, they actually talk to me afterwards and be like, oh, cool, that was awesome. Like, and, like, now I actually have an open discussion with them. Now it's, like, I'm part of the scene and part of the art community doing something that I'm, like, I really would have never thought as, like, being a thing. But Hmm. there's a bunch of, like, photographers in the area that I love that are very much part of the scene, but I just never thought of me being in the scene and in the art community that way. Yeah. Well, and you could you do it differently than most photographers yeah. in the music scene do. Like most people shoot digitally. Yeah. So that like is something that sets you apart in the way that you do your art too. It's for like a quick turnover. They want that quick Yeah. Uh satisfaction almost. Like, well there's you get also it out. just like I mean like as somebody who does digital photography. Yeah. Like You've done it for a while too. Yeah. Um it it's less of a risk like you know you can just 
retake something. Yeah, yeah delete like you, the picture. You know yeah. that, like, oh, this wasn't good. I'm going to... And you're just, like, taking a shot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, <laughs> like, all like, right. I generally, like, bring, like, two or three rolls of film into a show. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once I go through that, I'm like, oh, shit. And then sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I go through it, sometimes I don't. Um, uh, last month I saw Converge, and I flew through, like, the three rolls I had, and I was just like, oh, crap, they're only three songs in. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm just going to have to sit here and enjoy this show now. Um, yeah, and if anyone's wondering why we bring, uh, why I wanted to bring Chris onto the show, Chris, uh, I mean, this is a podcast for daily educators, daily disruptors, punks in general. Uh, it doesn't get more punk than having a Converge tattoo on your fucking shin. Like I have, I got my shin done uh, a few months ago, and it was hell. And you've got you've got your shin done, but it's with like a badass converge. You fail me. Yeah, it's artwork. a severed hand. Yeah, and, it's uh, intense. Actually, I'm really looking forward to my next tattoo. I'm actually in a couple weeks getting my knee tattooed. Oh, I've, oh. I've heard that that is the second oh. worst to the palm. And um, I don't ever want to do either of those things. So I want to do my palm too. But yep. No, I'm oh doing. I'm getting a lion because I'm a Leo oh. on my kneecap. Yeah. So do uh, I think my friend Sam has a tattoo of a lion on her knee as well. Yeah. Is she also a Leo? No, she's a Sagittarius. Her birthday is like four days after. Smart. Four days after mine. Smart. Um. When. When it comes to your work, uh, do any of you like your interests actually? like spill over i mean other than like wrestling there's like the music stuff do you get to take them to yes. gigs and things like that um i've actually taken craig to one of your gigs yeah. well, well try to yeah um that was oh, yeah. actually a big form of discrimination we went to a place mm-hmm. where i've gone countless number of times that is 21 plus i knew mm-hmm. that yeah but i forgotten to bring craig's actual id mm-hmm. i only had a copy of it mm-hmm. and but the thing is i never got ID'd when I walk into the place. Mm-hmm. But, and also, since we're in the podcast land, I'm also six foot and like a <laughs> big old beard. You're like so six like, three, aren't no, you? I'm, I'm, I'm actually six foot. Oh, all right. Um, so, like, I never got ID'd anywhere. Yeah. And the second I walked into the door with Craig, they were like, IDs. And I'm like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it was a sold out show. It was. Was, you were playing a few a small like little gig. things, and it's a small venue, so like they could have, the guy at the door could have seen everybody thing, and I'm like, he's not gonna drink, I'm not gonna drink. Uh-huh. There's no reason why, like you're really gonna have to be a dick about this. Yeah. yeah and yeah. lo and behold, he was a dick. Uh, and, yeah, that was a big bummer. Yeah. Um. The discrimination. Uh. So, but music, Craig. Mm-hmm. Um. Craig takes guitar lessons right now. Oh, and, that's, um, cool. yeah. that's wonderful. Yes. I'm also taking guitar lessons. Yeah. And, um, Next time he's over here, we'll bond over it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Craig really likes music. Craig really likes pop music in general. Oh, but, yeah. So, oh, but, yeah. Um, he likes that radio stuff. Yes, he does. And, have you gotten uh, him to Carly yet? No, he really has a fascination with Justin Bieber and like Miley Cyrus. And, you need to play some Carly. Yeah. Carly but, um, Slay. So, I've always wanted to learn how to play drums, and I've been debating on where he takes his guitar lessons. They mm-hmm. also do drum lessons, and I was thinking about taking drum lessons on my own time. Cool. I recently found out that the place does an exhibition once a year. Hmm. 
and Craig is a very big showman. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, if I take drums, I can be his backing drummer. Aww. And like, we could do it as like, That'd be like sick. we could be a band. That would be sick. Yeah. Oh, but, that's too sick. <laughs> but, um, trying to like, uh, sports, music, like I've taken, um, I saw Free Throw with Craig. Sick. Um, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to convince work to pay to go see me, uh, to go see Elton John. Whoa. But that's Whoa. that's a tad bit like over budget. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like a long shot. You're but, pushing yeah. that. You're pushing it. But one of the guys I work with loves Elton John. Hmm. So like like Have you gone to see Justin Bieber? No. <laughs> no, but I mean I would. Oh. I would. I would love to go see Justin yeah. Bieber. That'd be a fun show. All right, taking a break right now from this conversation with Chris Rosanina to give you some information about Half Access. Half Access is a nonprofit that was founded by our guest in our eighth episode, Cassie Wilson. Uh, it is a fantastic organization that has started that was started with the purpose of amassing as much venue accessibility information as possible to inform and educate venues across the country and the world about how to better construct and renovate spaces to accommodate the needs of disabled music goers. This is a really important organization and if you want to help out, if you want to volunteer your time to support the cause, go to halfaccess.org/contact. Reach out to Cassie and Cassie's group and help folks and venues make music venues more inclusive and accessible so that all of the people in our communities can thrive and fully enjoy the music that they love. Please go to hapaccess.org slash contact today so that you can start helping out Cassie Wilson and all the great work that's going on at Half Access. All right, let's get back to this conversation with Chris Rosanina. We, no. we we met at a gig, didn't we? It was no, it was the um, uh, Bridge Nines Punk Rock Flea Market. That's oh, right, yeah. and we were yes, because yes. we we were still pretty new to the area. Yes, and I yeah. recently just like found your Instagram, yeah, and then I was just like, it was um, your top two hundred of I want to say twenty fourteen probably was is that yeah. the year that um Kivu came out? Yeah, yeah, because I remember that was like what we bonded over. Uh-huh. We were just like kind of like. Oh hey, that was my favorite album. Like and like that's both just a sentimental album to both of us. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I remember meeting you at Bridge Nine, and like the reason I started following you was because of one of the, the somebody posting the 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 Craig the two top two hundred. Oh yeah. my god! And that's like why I started following you. And then once I paid attention, I was just like, this dude lives in Boston. Yeah, like just right there. And I was just like, and we met up at Bridge Nine because Bridge Nine started doing a bunch of stuff that year. Another great historic punk label. In what they're in Peabody, Mass. Yes, uh, they get labeled as Boston just because Peabody is just up. Yeah, it's just right. It's right there. Um, yeah, so it um, it it was cool because that was also my first uh, time meeting someone from like the vinyl Instagram community or whatever, um, and then like meeting up and actually like getting to know. Yeah. someone and then we've kind of gone from there and yeah wow i totally forgot about that yeah and then we just kept bumping into you at gigs and then at, at a certain point i was like here have my phone number so we can actually just hang out well <laughs> it's, it's funny that it's ironic i feel that we're doing it this because i feel like one of our first proper hangouts was um 
Survivor Series of one year. Like, yes. you invited me over to, like, I was like, hey, I know you like wrestling. Uh-huh. You want to come over our place and watch yep. wrestling? I'm like, hell yeah. Yep. I remember and that. 100%. Here we are watching Royal Rumble. There's Royal Rumble is happening tonight. Granted, this episode's not going to post for a couple of weeks, but whatever. So folks will know what happens. Whatever. It doesn't hey, matter. Exactly. So, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> I got Shinsuke. Yeah. We're going to, I'm not making, I'm not in, after the 2016 election, I'm done making predictions of anything. I'm just going to be like, all right, I picked my numbers. It's the same number I pick every year. Whoever comes in at number 19 is who I want to win. Oh, elections. (laughs) Yeah, I'm done with it. I'm done with making predictions. But um, if you had like one message to folks, like to tell folks um, about the perceptions of people with ID what would you say to folks? They're the same as you and your friends and everybody else. Like they might need a couple social cues or they might need a little more patience, but they enjoy the same things that you do. You have similar interests. Just don't be a fucking dick to them. Like <laughs> be that's a, real. Yeah. Be a generally good person. Yeah. What is what do you think is something that you've learned like I guess the most about the work and even like about yourself in doing this work? I'm very patient. Um like more than you thought? I don't know. I feel like I've always been patient, but um seeing how sometimes people don't get it right away or like you sometimes you struggle to do things with certain people mm-hmm. because they just I don't want to say defiant because that's the wrong term. It's because maybe sometimes they don't get to do certain things and they're just like, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of be like, I'm like, oh no, I think I know what you like. You might like this. If you don't, we don't do it again. Mm-hmm. If you do, that's awesome. Now we have more interest. And the thing is with more interests bring more people that they can have unpaid relationships with mm-hmm. because that's ultimately where I'm trying to do is getting people connected so that way um if something we we're talking about how the sexual um mm-hmm. um assaults happen sadly it happens from a worker so it's somebody that they're pretty much taught to trust mm-hmm. be like hey no so and so is a good person that here to help you and then they get assaulted, and then it's just like, I don't know what's, I don't understand what just happened. Ugh. But Ugh. now, once they report it to a house manager or a case manager, they're just kind of like, oh, well, we don't know if that's actually true or not. But if they report it to somebody that they have mm-hmm. a, an outside relationship with, it's going to get looked at more because it's going to be like, well, I have no relationship to the company that this person gets supports for. So. I can actually go and talk to them and then talk to somebody else about it. When it comes to people, like, have you ever been out in a situation or just like with one of the people that you support and had any sort of like negative interaction with someone around you? Like, has someone like just outwardly been like rude, dismissive? disrespectful um not too much okay. um because generally like i'll try to like take them out to places that either i know somebody or they know somebody mm-hmm. and then that usually gets kind of it goes over pretty well and i never really have a situation um one thing i've, I've noticed more in the last like year of this doing this 
um, when I go out to eat a lot, it seems like I get like a little bit less service. Hmm. Mm. Like I won't get like a drink refill. They'll the waitress or waiter will only come by the table once mm. instead of like coming by multiple times to see how everything is. <laughs> so it's just like I I don't think it's a conscious thing that they're doing, yeah. but it definitely is a subconscious kind of like oh wait no they're fine leave them be and then um same thing I was talking about like they get viewed as children so often hmm. but they're not hmm. they're they're adults just like any other adult is it sounds like Craig knew this already but like I, I have no idea how did you end up getting into this um so I my previous job was a manager at pizza place I was there for uh, almost 11 years I just happened to have an individual that would come by a lot that had ID, mm-hmm. and it, I just bonded and had a real relationship with them. And then coming towards of like me wanting to leave my last job, I realized that I kind of wanted to do something a little more social, a little more like meaningful. Not to be like, mm, yeah. I don't want to work in retail. I don't want to work in food, even though I love actually, I still work in food part time, and I love it, mm-hmm. but. I wanted to do something more meaningful. And PCA work was very much like in that wheelhouse. And then I applied for it. Got the job. And I was just like, I get paid to hang with my friends. (laughs) Like, that's it. Yeah, I remember how excited you were just to even like interview. We're like, when you were applying for it, you're like, this could be the coolest thing. I know. Well, in that time, too, because I think when I, when I had the discussion with you, I kind of like, I had quit my job of 11 years without actually having a proper job. I just took some time off because I was just like, I'm burnt out. I just need some time. And I gave myself too much time because I fell into kind of like a depression for the last mm. half of like my like two months I took off <laughs> where I was just like, kind of like, I don't want to do anything. I'm literally staying in bed all the time. And once I kind of got the interview, it started, like, sparking my, like, emotions back up. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, let's go. That's very relatable. Yeah. (laughs) That's very relatable. I'm going to say, yeah, I know you went through the same. I had a long job search, and it was definitely... I'm I'm not one of the folks that I'm... I mean, everyone's kind of depression manifests differently, and I'm not one that... I I honestly just can't even lay in bed in general. Like, that's just... I have to go do things to distract myself, and that's, like, the biggest way that I'm able to, like, kind of get over what's going on in my brain, so... I um, I feel that very hard, because that's... When I talk to people and they, I tell them how much I do, because I work two jobs, mm-hmm. I work a bunch, like, sometimes I haven't seen you in a few months, because yeah. I haven't had timeline up properly with you to, like, yeah. come hang out. I've had two records here for you <laughs> since October. Yeah. And we like we've seen each other like here and there in passing, but like we had no time to actually get those to you. And I'm not yeah. going to ship them down to New Bedford. Yeah, <laughs> which is about forty miles. Yeah, south. it's not worth it. <laughs> and um, I work like two jobs, and a lot of people ask me like, "Why do you do this to yourself? Why do you like work so much and then on top of that do a bunch of different things?" It was like because I know if I stop. I'm going to have a depression fit and like, mm. I'm not going to want to do anything and just like, I want to stay in bed and not yeah, do shit. When you have, when you have something that has like, there's like responsibility attached to it. Like it's the thing that kind of keeps definitely the thing that keeps me like getting up and going to, to work every day. It's like, yeah. I have a responsibility <laughs> and I don't relate. Katie yeah. has a much different 
work situation. We might be able to have a full conversation on that a yeah, little bit later. A, that's a whole other. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe in a couple months. I have a hard time getting out of bed. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I Which, have a hard time getting out of bed for literally anything. There is nothing I really want to do. And uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Which I'm a firm believer of people should actually love their job. And oh, I I'm agree. at the point right now where I actually love my job and yeah. like I wanna go in and do things even when I know that hey, I know I might have a difficult day today because of various things I know that's going on in people's life uh and people uh the people I support's life. But like I'm like, no, I wanna go in and try to make their day a little bit better, try to get their things done and like try to go do something cool with them yeah yeah that's great um because you even go on like little photo shoots too right yep so um i talk about i i feel like i'm like focusing on craig but just because me and craig are like the same age Mm -hmm. so um we we, also know craig exactly (laughs) so that helps um i we like a lot of the same things uh photography craig takes photography classes does black and white photos Mm. and I get to go out and take pictures of them. Um, I actually might be getting to go to DC with him soon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He, um, and then like, uh, is there a specific like thing in DC? No, just, Hmm. just to go. We'll go take pictures. There's so many museums too. Craig likes to travel. He likes to travel and he doesn't get to do a lot of those things. So I know there was a brief point that I think we were talking about going to the rumble in Philly Mm -hmm. as like, a few of us, and yeah. it's going to probably bring Craig. Yeah, tickets got way expensive way fast once they started announcing, like, especially the Women's Rumble. People were yeah. like, we're going to fucking be there. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to be there. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> Don't be cry. Yep. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, something that came to my mind while you were talking about that um, and working so much, I mean, we've, Katie and I have made a bunch of references to, like, what it's what it was like growing up poor and coming mm-hmm. up poor and like what it's like like the value of money and working for the money you have and I know that you came up in kind of a similar we even made a joke about it at lunch today yep. uh what it was like uh what was the it was uh you you appreciate grape things because I, yeah I appreciate grape things because I came up <laughs> poor yeah it was like like that's the that's the thing that I you... totally missed that <laughs> I think you were in the bathroom I think yeah you're in the bathroom but. But we were talking with our server about, like, the flavors of some, like, candies and stuff. And she said something about how, like, one of the drinks there tastes like cough syrup. I'm like, that's, like, grape stuff. Yeah. Everyone always shits on grape stuff, but I love grape stuff. Yeah, like... <laughs> I was literally about to say I think it tastes like cough syrup. So. Yeah, I love... I've, just gotten used stuff. I've gotten used to it. And same thing living with siblings. Like, when we'd get, like, a package of Sour Patch Kids, uh-huh. I... I've grown to appreciate lemon and lime. Yeah. The Sour Patch Kids, because oh, yeah. like, it was like the one that got That's left for me. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Oh. Do you think some of your work ethic and some of the, some of how you kind of want to do multiple jobs as well comes from that upbringing as well? Uh, I mean, you even mentioned your dad was like nonstop yeah. working too. Yeah. So, um, very <laughs> so could much be so. subconscious. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> both, yeah, both my parents worked a lot, but both my parents uh, immigrated here from portugal in the 70s Mm. and that's all they know how to do is work work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like i was raised at certain points by like pretty much my siblings and my aunts and uncles and Mm -hmm. thing and just like it was very much my parents were always working because Mm -hmm. 
that was kind of how they showed love by having food in the refrigerator and a, a roof over our head. Oh, that's relatable. Oh, yeah. shit. That's yeah. one thing that Katie has definitely repeated to me multiple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a conversation recently with my brother about it. He said he uh, saw my father driving somewhere one day and, like, he was, I guess, having a tough point um, with my father at that point. And my brother has two kids and he realized that getting up at five in the morning isn't for you. It's to Mm -hmm. support your family and Hmm. make sure they have something that you probably didn't have. Hmm. And I was allowed to have chicken nuggets as a kid because my mother was barely could afford, uh, her family could barely afford bread Mm -hmm. in Portugal. Yeah. So, like, they were just like, we can make extra money. You can have some chicken nuggets at Burger oh. Yeah, that's how my mom was. And, like, my mom was a single parent, so she was uh, she was working all the time. And uh, she would, you know, buy us, like, toys and stuff so we didn't feel like, you know, we had less. And she would always refer to how, like, she had one doll growing up. Yeah. She's like, no, so you have all of this. And I'm like, I don't need this. But, like... It was nice to know that, like, no matter what, they were going to do the things to make you feel like you were getting a better life than they had. And uh, it's funny because, like, those those conversations with, like, you feel like when you were younger, your mom's just like, I only had one doll. And you think it's just, like, <laughs> her being kind of a twat. So, like, it's... <laughs> but but like for real it's almost like you only had one wow that sucks i have so many dolls yeah like when you were younger it felt like they were trying to guilt you yeah it was like i i guess like to a degree they were but like it's kind (laughs) of like like, hey we're doing this because we love you and we want you to have the things that we don't have and maybe 10 years ago i wouldn't have seen that at Mm -hmm. 18 19 20 yeah but now being nearly 30 i'm like Mm. holy shit i actually appreciate these things oh now. man yeah yeah i've definitely towards the end of my dad's life i really started to get an idea of where he was coming from with a lot of stuff and um like my parents grew up in the 40s and 50s and so my mom would tell me stories about them my mom was one of nine yeah and they would take the, whomever was living in the household they would because she she had a brother who was a bit older and was, like, off in the military. I think most of her brothers were in the military at some point. But, like, whomever was at home, when you took a bath, when you drew a hot bath, whomever was the oldest started in the bath water and it went down to the youngest. And you used the same bath water. And to me, to think about that in 1940, whatever, 1949, 1950... Arkansas to think of that compared to what we have today it blows my mind like it's a huge context mind fuck in a lot of ways because like I have no idea what that's like like I knew that when my family was when I was coming up we didn't have a lot of money we didn't get a lot of stuff but but y'all didn't have to share bath water but we didn't have to share bath water (laughs) and like hooray public sanitation (laughs) right Um, so it was better (laughs) than what they had, but I never felt like when I went to school, when I went to school is when I realized it, when I started going up, especially middle school is when I started realizing, oh, 
my friends have definitely more things than I have. (laughs) And that was like when it started feeling weird and started rebelling. And I think even one of the most simple things that like Katie and I just got a Costco membership Mm -hmm. of our own. Like we had one through their work um, that we were using low key. But um, now we have one of our own. And I got emotional when we got it. I was like, my pan- my family could never justify the $60 a year. A year. Like, you pay one time and you can come and save so much money throughout the rest yeah. of your year. Like you, you go two trips. You've made it worth it. Oh, yeah. Um, the, That's it. That's well, all you have long. to have that money up front. Yeah. And the, so my family could never justify it. Yeah. And we can. We didn't have Costco's. You didn't? No, I had Sam's not. Club? I didn't. Yeah, we did. I okay. didn't have a. a I was like, I had a BJ's. Like that. That was oh, that was yeah. ours, and like we felt special because like every every couple of years or something, my mother would get something in the mail that would be like, oh, join for the year for thirty dollars. Like, and those were the years that we would get <laughs> like, a BJ yes! membership. This year we've got a BJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad. Uh, what was it? Uh, when I stood here for Boston Calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Costco together. Yeah, and, um, that's right. <laughs> me and Craig just kept on going to all the free sample places mm-hmm. yep. and just taking free samples. And it just it reminded me of my childhood of going to BJ's mm-hmm. and just like walking around and just like I want this, I'll eat this. Yeah, I want all of this. Yeah. Uh huh. Now samples have taken a little bit out because we don't eat meat anymore, and a lot of them are meat. Ninety percent of the samples have meat in them. What yeah. is the? Yeah, it's tough, but it's okay. We've gotten vastly off the. <laughs> No, I think that's fine because now we're getting into like more of what makes Chris Chris. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's fair. And so do you feel like with some of the work that you do when like you talk to – do you ever feel like you have to call out friends for being disrespectful even like kind of casually toward folks with ID or anything like that? I don't want to say call out. It, but it's do definitely you educate. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. This is an education podcast. Yeah. Do you educate people? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but e- like, like I said, even um, the whole childlike thing when people mm-hmm. kind of refer to them as boys or kids, I'll very quick to kind of be like, no, mm-hmm. this person is actually older than you. <laughs> like, they are not. Yeah. They are kid. a grown ass adult. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, this motherfucker can vote. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't want to talk politics because one of the guys I work with loves fucking Cheeto. Oh boy! It's just pretty much because he was in WWE. Okay, and uh, so that's his context of him. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. like, no, he's bad. He wants to take away your things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you have to frame things in different contexts like that with some of the folks that you work with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes they just. Like I said, sometimes just don't make certain connections, connections yeah. so you kind of have to draw out a little more. But a lot of the people I work with are highly intelligent. That I have one individual I support who um, is younger, and I've been hardcore trying to get him to take classes. Hmm. We talk politics. Mm-hmm. We talk philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually can draw. Like I'm just like, why? Why aren't you taking classes? And just because he doesn't want to take classes. Hmm. And But he wants to talk philosophy on his free time? <laughs> Christ. We, we discuss philosophy, and I'm just like... I don't, I don't know about I don't that. Know. 
because I, <laughs> I mean, I totally get it because I'm not a. a we while you were in the bathroom as well, we discussed about how in ten plus years. Mm-hmm. I've done three semesters of college mm, yeah. <laughs> at various points. That's so fair. like I can't like criticize somebody for not wanting to go to school because mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. And no, definitely not. If I could go and take classes and learn things and not have to write papers, yeah, I, I would have yeah. a degree. All right, it is time for the music break portion of the podcast. I am bringing you a tune from the new EP from Motel Art. The album, the EP, sorry, is called Continental Breakfast. The song I'm going to play for you is called Better Off Leaving. Fun fact about this EP, it was released on my birthday last year, November 25th. That was pr- That's pretty cool. This band put on a really, really sick set uh, at Hell Yes Fest over the weekend, and I was really stoked that uh, through Facebook I was they were cool enough to let me share their music. So I'm really excited to share with you uh, this song from Motel Art. If you like what you hear, go to motelartband.bandcamp.com and download the album. It's pay your own price. Get it right there. It's right there for you. Five great songs. You're hearing some of the tunes throughout this whole episode, and now I'm going to play you an entire song. It is called Better Off Leaving. It is off of the new EP from Motel Art called Continental Breakfast. Here you go. Take back words you told me. Don't care if you lie to me. And tell me what you're thinking. Cause you don't know.
is better off leaving by Motel Art off the new EP Continental Breakfast. You can get the download of this album. You can stream this album at motelartband.bandcamp.com. Find them on Facebook. Give them a follow. Keep up with what they're doing over here in Massachusetts. And if you like what you heard, maybe throw them some shekels. Give them, give them a couple bucks. Here, whatever. Support local music. It's badass. They're doing a great job. Now, let's finish up this conversation with Chris Rosanina. All right, let's get to a lightning round. Chris, we're just going to ask you some quick, quick questions, like just quick categories. And you can just tell us whatever comes to your brain first, whatever you want, whatever you want to share with us, whatever. It doesn't, it's all up to you. I feel like you should do it like Jeopardy. Like you have to answer like, it in Give the me form. a board and oh. I have like... And you have to answer in the form of a question. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't want that much thinking. <laughs> Chris, what's your favorite color? Red. Oh, red, nice. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Um, fuck, pizza. Oh, what kind of pizza? Linguisa. Linguisa is a Portuguese sausage. Oh, okay. All right, you had to immediately say yeah. what that I was. I knew what it we was, were like, yeah. that was kind of a word, I guess. <laughs> so, but yeah, the linguisa. thing about Chris is, this happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's lingu- lingu- um regional thing, linguisa and coffee milk. Coffee milk? <laughs> Chris, another thing. So that's what I love about like actually living in the same state but living a distance apart. Yeah. yeah. So coffee milk is kind of a Rhode Island thing that bleeds okay. over into things. It's okay. chocolate milk. Kind of like chocolate milk but with like coffee syrup. Oh. Um, huh. Actually, you love coffee. I'll bring you up a bottle next time. Okay. I've gotten back into coffee, people in the podcast. I've gotten back into coffee. I'm drinking yeah. coffee again. It's also it's broken edge. Uh, slightly lactose intolerant. Though. Slightly lactose intolerant. You do it with almond milk. Very lactose. It probably intolerant. delicious with almond milk. <laughs> yeah. I, I like almond cold cold brew. I'm back on my cold brew. My cold brew shit. Back on my old bullshit. You know. Yeah. Um, Chris, give me a favorite movie. Um, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Even though I have a Reservoir Dogs tattoo. What about a TV show? This is the one matters the most to Katie. Oh, this does. Um, office. Oh, and your answer Good mattered choice. the most to Katie. Jeez. Like, I, like I was just thinking, I'm like, ah, the last couple of years has been Game of Thrones, but I'm going to go with The Office, because, like, Office and Futurama. Hmm. Oh, yes. Because, yeah. like, I, re- I recently rewatched Futurama for the first time a couple of years ago, and I, I cried, because I was like, this is... So good, and, and it so wasn't touchy. only at the episode with the dog. Yeah, Chris just hit a security. If you heard the his car alarm car went off outside, off. he just hit a security button on his car. It's awesome. <laughs> that was good timing. Um, no, Futurama is one of those literal perfect shows. Yeah, it's like it I, is a perfect. Your favorite Futurama character? Yes. And oh. why is it hedonism bot? <laughs> oh, God. How'd you get the words out of my mouth? Um, favorite future Raj? Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel for Fry. Okay. Like, I feel like Fry so often mm-hmm. that like it speaks to me. I also really like the... Even though... Fuck the cops. I love the, the robot cop. <laughs> the robot cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The... Because he's like super smooth. He is. It's the it's the black. Yeah, no, because he's the only robot cop. Yeah, but, yeah. But the other guy's is, a real human. Yeah, he's like, a black robot cop. Yeah, it's so great. What's your favorite tattoo that you have? Because you have a few. I do have a few. Um, my favorite tattoo I have, um, 
the way I always go with my favorite tattoos is it's always my most recent tattoo. Okay. And I recently <laughs> just got this like dagger. Oh yeah. In right here. But honestly, probably my favorite tattoo was my buddy did it. It's uh, I have a heavy metal whale on my ankle. Oh that yeah. I got for my birthday a couple years ago, like randomly. Yeah. That I'm like, it's not my best tattoo. Hmm. It's not one I see very often, but it's one of my. It's literally one of my favorites. Nice. I like your Undertaker tattoo. And uh, the heavy metal whale has significance because the um, my mascot at my high school was the whale. And those were my heavy metal years. Nice. So, heavy metal wheel. All That's right. awesome. Well, okay, so I, I likely know where we're going with this one. This is what we generally end up with on the, the lightning round. But give me like, I don't know what your list was. Actually, you're going to be talking, or you, it will have already aired by this time, about music that you liked in the 2017 What'd you like in 2017? Um, what music have you... What music has been most... I'm going to edit all this out. Uh, we're going to restart this. What's the music that has been impactful to you to this point? Good question for a flash round. Yeah. Um, like, I'm a huge Thursday fan. I'm a huge Kendrick. Converge. I love Kanye. Um, I grew up in a um, poor community. So mm-hmm. I was like the minority white kid mm-hmm. and then I got into punk but I've always loved a hip hop hip hop mm-hmm. and like R&B and stuff like that so um I kind of sh- shied away for it for a few years and then got into mm-hmm. like backpacker stuff and then in the last couple years got into more mainstream stuff um my favorite album last year was uh Scumfuck Flower Boy yeah and um Tyler I don't want to go too much into it because yeah. we're going to be talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We have already talked about it. Yes. We, we definitely we did, did not that. record this episode before the music episode. We yeah. didn't do that. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to keep talking about it because we already talked about it. Oh, man. Yeah, that was it a great was conversation a great we had. conversation that we had tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite book? Oh, book. We'll end on books. Um, end on books. No, I was going to ask a wrestling question. Yeah. Oh, um, then we're going to have a wrestling my question. My favorite actual proper book is probably 1984. Okay. My favorite comic book series is Why the Last Man. Oh, okay. Have you ever read Why? No. I haven't heard of it. Why is great. So pretty much all males die in the on the earth. Like something happens. Dope, I'm in. <laughs> and like, but there's only one. There's, his name's Yarick. So he's why the last man. So like, but like literally like all like male chromosomes die. So like male plants, male um, animals die and why it becomes a valuable resource because like, I was like, okay, what happened? Why did this happen? And why did he survive it? Why did why survive it? Yeah. I'll let you borrow it. I'll bring it up next time. Oh, that sounds sounds really good. It's from um, the same person that wrote Saga and Oh Girls yeah. And... Oh, then it's I probably perfect. It. It is perfect. Yes. Oh fuck. Um And then I guess last question, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time? Of all time. And then and then currently. Um and currently, I guess Craig is adding. <laughs> it's a tie between Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels. Chris Jericho is my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, he's he's a goat. He is the goat. Like he's the goat. he could still like come back and then like ah uh, I remember, I remember when he like that he verbally sparred with The Rock, and this is in the day and frame where like I didn't ruin everything by the internet, yeah. so I didn't oh, realize yeah. Chris Jericho was the person to come out. Yeah. During that whole like the I didn't either. UK countdown, I didn't either. And when he came out, I remember watching it on the couch <laughs> and just like popping up. And I was like, yes, yes, because <laughs> like 
I would only watch the first hour of WCW because yep. I was a firm WWF kid. Uh-huh. So Jericho was a cruiserweight in WCW. So I would see him in that first hour. So he, him, Guerrero, Benoit, yep. Malenko, like all, when all those dudes came over, I was just like, fuck yeah. Kukushka Akata, if I'm pronouncing his name okay. right, is like one of my favorites. I've yeah. been like casually New watching New Japan. Yeah. Like I'm not, like I wouldn't say I'm a super fan of New Japan. Yeah. Um, favorite guy in the E right now. It's tough. I do have so many favorites. I'm like one of those like trashy, like, oh my <laughs> God, the indie guys are great because they're phenomenal. But um, I think right now there's a, it's a really good product. I don't, if I had to pin down a favorite, it would be Kevin Owens. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens and Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. Aleister Black. So Tommy good. End. Tommy Cannot wait to see what they do with him. And I'm so glad that he got, like, a good entrance song. Oh, yeah, he's the best entrance song right now. Yes, his entrance song. We got to see Code Orange perform it with the guy from Incendiary. And Incendiary, that Incendiary album was, like, in my top ten albums of last year because... It just missed my top ten. Dude, social justice all the fucking way through. Yeah, 100 from beginning to end. Katie, do you have a favorite wrestler of all time or even current? You've been watching like all time. You've been what watching been wrestling watching for a couple years. Almost four years. Well, you're welcome. Um, Katie did not like that I watched wrestling when we first met. I didn't dislike it. I just was didn't get curious. It. <laughs> like, whenever like I like start talking to somebody new and they're like, yeah, I like wrestling. And they're like, what? They're like, I think it's because a lot of people think that a lot of us look at wrestling as this like real thing like no it's a performance i appreciate it for its performance yeah I'm like you it's keep you fun. watch keeping up with the kardashians yeah i just it's, happen to watch it's as, it's as scripted as any yeah. show you watch anywhere um, and i think it was actually me explaining like that to you you're like okay i can watch this yeah no once i understood why you were into it i was like oh, all right i'll try it it's 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 fun it's a fun thing to watch. I would say Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, you wow. love Chef. I do. I do like Chef. I love Colby Lopez too. Um, I love that his name is Colby Lopez. Yeah, that's IRL. So interesting. Um, and then Shinsuke probably. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. yes. And Oscar for the women's side. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, I like Oscar, but Oscar is no Alexa Bliss. Let's be honest. Uh, Alexa's I, perfect. I'm, I'm a, I, uh, Alexa is like I, I still am. Form. I still yeah. have a lot of faith in Bailey, but I love Bailey and I think she's a great athlete and I think they've just ruined her. But because of the May Young Classic, we have new Bailey, which is Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai is perfect. So, yep. All right. I'm glad we ended on wrestling. We started a little bit on wrestling. We ended on wrestling. We had a whole bunch of stuff in between. About I hope, wrestling. I hope people listened to the whole episode. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. This was a good sit-down chat. And thanks for listening. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. All right, we did it. We finished another conversation. This was episode 32 of Edgy Punk's podcast. Honestly, didn't even expect to make it this long with the podcast. And now we're inching closer to a thousand followers, which is so freaking cool. Uh, Our subscribers. I think that's so sick. Seeing my RSS subscribers go up is it makes me really happy. Next week, I will be back 
with my friend Jacqueline O'Connell for another In Between Spins conversation. We recorded it just the other day. It is super great. You're going to get to learn about a lot of new albums that have already come out this year that you may not even know exist. There were a bunch that came up in the conversation I haven't even figured out yet, but it's so great. We have a really great guest for that episode, and I cannot wait for you to hear that conversation. If you like what you heard throughout the episode, please go to Edupunks Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Tell your friends, share, rate, and review. That'd be really sick. If you like the music you heard, go to motelartband.bandcamp.com and support a local band from Haverhill, Mass. They were great. Again, this weekend at uh, Hell Yes Fest, they were really cool to watch. And they put on a great freaking set, so give them some support. Especially if you like that post-hardcore sound that's been going on this whole episode. I know Chris likes that sound. That's kind of why I wanted to pair it with this episode for Chris. Uh, and yeah, if you want to help out Half Access, go to halfaccess.org and figure out how you can help support Cassie's project of trying to develop as much information on venue accessibility throughout the country and throughout the world. Give Cassie some support. All right, that's all I got. If you want to follow me, uh, give me a follow at uh, Craig Bittedman. If you want to follow follow Chris, he's at underscore C dot roses on Instagram. You can see all of his photography and records. And you can follow Katie Ham. Katie Ham was in this episode. My best friend, Katie Ham. You can follow them at Katie Ham on uh, on Instagram, and Katie's actually reminding me right now that I should spell out Chris's Instagram because it is at underscore C as in S E A C S E A dot roses, uh, which is a fun play on his name, Chris Rosanina, which is what roses or something in Portuguese or something. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to finish this episode now because I'm done rambling. All right, let's get to work.